Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles We're in the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 21 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. My name is Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. And I am Ethan, you can find me on Twitter at Viva La Ethan. So, there's really, there's a bunch of drivers with the 21, but there's really only one team. Yeah. With the 21. So you just start listing Wood Brothers drivers pretty much. What is the one driver that really comes to mind when it comes to Wood Brothers? Elliot Sadler. Mine would be David Pearson. Oh, see, that's okay. Cool, cool. Just because that's arguably one of the best drivers in NASCAR history. Some yeah. people might say the best. Yeah, I agree. Was it 105 wins, something like that? Uh, 100. I mean, he's, yeah, 105. I think. Yeah, he's he's the only one over 100, other than Richard, I believe. Yeah. As when far as Cup Series wins. Yeah, Cup Series wins is what I was about to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I know your boy's got more than that. But oh yeah, 223 to be exact. <laughs> he raced a lot more often than David Pearson did, though. That is very true. The the big knock on David Pearson was he didn't run for championships. Like he didn't race every race. That's how Petty won so many championships with David Pearson was just as good, if not better than Petty a lot of times, you know, he just, he didn't run every race. Yeah. Petty ran all the little tracks, all the short tracks. So Pearson just didn't enter. He was a prize fighter, so to speak. Yeah. So, uh, man, what's been going on with you this week? Oh my goodness. Where do I start? Holy moly. Um, <laughs> First off, I got COVID. And, um, finally caught up to me. I tested positive yesterday. Uh, so I went to the hospital after finding out I had a 108.2 temperature. So I went into the hospital and spent the night and had a good old time. So I uh, feel 100% better now. Uh, don't even feel like I'm sick. I just have a stuffy nose. I have a stuffy and runny nose at the same time. I don't know how that happens, but... Mm -hmm. Um, so if I, if I sound more congested as normal, then that's probably what you're hearing. Uh, I do have a really big weekend coming up at Kansas Speedway this weekend. So the way it, everything is playing out is, uh, Friday, I will take another COVID test. If, if it's negative, then the hospital doctor said I'm free to go. Uh, if it's positive, then he 
suggest for me to you know skip this weekend, which I would absolutely. It'd be heartbreaking because of the news I'm about to share about this weekend. But uh, if obviously if I do test positive on Friday, then I will definitely set out this weekend, even though it'll kill me. Um, what's happening this weekend? If you don't mind, if I if you go don't ahead. Mind, okay, cool. So everybody knows that uh, recently I, I was asked to be a crew chief on one of our uh, local short track dirt um, modified teams. And I definitely went ahead and did it. It's really, it's been a lot of fun. We're not up and going yet, but we are getting our racing engines made by um, a gentleman named Terry. And Terry, you know, he was in NASCAR for a while. Uh, He was driving. I don't know. I don't know if he was in cup, um, you know, Xfinity, whatever it was, but he was involved with NASCAR in some, some capacity. I believe he lives in Topeka now. And that's why, um, you know, we have the opportunity to see if he will help us with our race engines. And he's been amazing, uh, through that whole process. And NASCAR actually, uh, called him, called Terry and asked if he would like to be the honorable, um, you know, gentlemen, start your engine person uh obviously race or race uh drive around in the pace car you know on cautions the start of the race and whatnot and terry said absolutely i would love to do that and then terry also suggested to nascar hey if you're looking for someone to be the honorable uh flag waiver you know to drop the green flag to start the race you should look into this gentleman one of my friends lee Lee is the driver of our race car. So NASCAR calls Lee and <laughs> Lee was telling me the story. He was actually at dinner with his fiance, a good friend of mine, um, Brandy, and they were at enjoying their dinner, or whatever. And he gets a phone call from a random number. So he answers it and it's NASCAR asking if he would be interested in being the honorable, uh, you know, race starter, you know, dropping the green flag. And of course, Lee, you know, in the middle of his dinner, you know, uh, yeah, sure. So NASCAR <laughs> said, all right, cool. Well, you and your team, you know, uh, come on up and you'll get VIP treatment. You'll have VIP access to the garage area, to souvenir store, you know, uh, food, all you can eat, you know, pretty much an all expense paid uh, type of situation. And this is something that you can't, you know, you cannot go out and buy VIP experience. You could buy tickets to like go on in the infield and stuff, but you can't buy anything that will give you access to the, like the garage area or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It's a sponsor deal or yes, it's, a, it's an invitation deal. Like you got to know somebody. Exactly. Like that's exactly what I, I've asked so many people. Like, how do I get in the garage? And everyone says, Oh, it's a VIP. You just, you just have to know someone. So I kind of gave up on that idea. Like, well, I don't know anybody, so I don't know. Uh, so it's probably not going to happen. And, and then just a few months later, this is what happened. So uh, we're going to be watching the Xfinity race on Saturday uh, up in the NASCAR suite. I believe it's like four four doors down from uh, where they're going to be broadcasting, like the television stuff. Mm-hmm. And they kind of said, you know, just to let you know that drivers might come up and introduce themselves kind of say hi to you or whatever and lee is actually with uh he used to be in military so i think nascar has something planned for him with military stuff and and i think he's going to have the opportunity to meet a lot of awesome awesome race car drivers so uh pretty much he said 
uh, NASCAR said, bring your bring your team, which is only me and him, <laughs> um, and let's let's have let's have a good time. So, really excited. Like, it's gonna be really cool because like, I I kind of wish it was the Cup Series because having garage access. Uh, during a Cup Series race would be fantastic, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain about a VIP experience. That I mean, it could be a truck race, and I'd be totally happy with it. Well, there's a lot of uh, pretty big stars nowadays in Xfinity, so that yeah, uh, yeah that's really cool. Very awesome. Yeah, I've only come absolutely. close to that one time, and that was when uh, I had I used to work for Aaron's at this point, but. I had since moved on, but my wife worked there uh-huh. and they invited us to, to uh, kind of work in the Aaron's sponsor tent outside. Oh yeah. So that's when you would like meet Michael Waltrip and David Rudiman, you know, get autographs and stuff like that from them. And we basically just hand out Aaron's like, merchandise kind of stuff like yeah a l- little stuff lucky dog or a hat or something like that mm-hmm. you know phone numbers pretty much is what we're you know get customers but we got to watch the races saturday and sunday in the air and sponsored suite yeah like catered air conditioning everything the whole deal you know wow yeah and me and my wife sat on the very front row of that suite so we got i mean that was excellent that was like the best viewing experience i've ever had at talladega Oh it was, yeah. It was above the grandstands, you know, just right in the middle of the trial. You could see the entire track and which is hard to do at Talladega. You usually can't see the entire track unless you're above the main grandstands. Yeah. So anyway, I hope you have a lot of fun, man. Uh, you know, I sure hope so. That's why I'm putting a lot of, uh, hope and prayers into this COVID test on Friday. So I can, I can go and cause I don't, I honest to God, I don't feel like there's ever going to be another opportunity to do this again. So definitely trying to uh, do whatever I have to do to get over COVID as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, I do hear that the home tests are a lot of uh, false negatives. Just throwing that out there. Um, <clears throat> just so you can get going anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I ain't got a whole lot going on this week. Just work like my second or third week at my new job. So I'm just getting used to that. Heck yeah. And um saw a video on YouTube. I sent it to you before this so you could have an idea what I was talking about. This new game uh, for the PlayStation and the Xbox. I am so excited for it. It is World of Outlaws Dirt Racing. Yeah. They have like five or six different classes on there. Two different types of late models, two different types of sprints and street stocks. And I got to see a video on YouTube this week where somebody got the game early oh, and they got to uh, experience it and they videotaped it with the wheel, with the steering wheel. Yeah. And so I'm oh, curious yes. because it's a dirt track racing game and NASCAR heat, as much as I like NASCAR heat, they do not do dirt track, right? It's, it's not yeah. the strongest part of that game. No, it's not, but it's still it's a lot fun, of fun, but it's just not realistic. Would you rather play Tony Stewart's uh, I haven't, dirt late model? I haven't played it. Okay, well, I I will tell you NASCAR Heat Five beyond compare to mm-hmm. that Tony Stewart game. That was trash. Well, this game is made by I forget the name of it, but iRacing bought them out. 
So this is oh. technically an iRacing game. It's no the joke. first console game and with the, the merger. Yeah. So it might not be as good as it can be because I think it was already in development. But, mm. I mean, I watched the dude, you know, wheel the car around a dirt track on a console with a steering wheel. The physics looked spot on. Really? They looked perfect. Absolutely perfect. Like how he had to stab the brake with the late model to set the corner, get back on the gas, and just drive it Ugh. with the throttle all the way through. Yeah. Right, like right, straight, right, straight, all the way through the corner, trying to get it. You know, it's it's exact same thing that you do in the car in the real thing. Awesome. It and and they all raced right. Like the late models raced right. I mean, the sprint cars did too, but the sprint cars they go so fast, it almost feels like a video game, even when you're watching them live. Like it doesn't even feel real. Sprint cars don't even feel real because they're insanely fast. They don't even feel like they should they should exist, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like people are actually capable of doing what the sprint cars can do. If you're, it's, it's like pod racing or something in Star Wars. You just, it doesn't seem like that's feasible, but people do that. And so, I, I not to interrupt you. Um, I actually did not have a chance to watch that video before we started recording. Um, does it? One thing I, I'm going to be really curious about because they, it's kind of a hit and miss uh, on both sides. So the last time that they made a video game like this. It was like for the PS2 or something, and it was really cool because your screen would get dirty, mm -hmm. and you would have an option to pull off a tear-off. Well, the last game I remember was a Sprint Cars game only. Oh, the World yeah. of Outlaws, it was a Sprint Car game only for the 360. That's what I had. So I guess yeah. PS was 360's PS4? Yes. Is that right? Or is that Xbox One? Xbox One is PS4. Xbox 360's PS3. Yes. Okay. I'd, exactly. I wish they just named the consoles <laughs> the same so I'd know what goes with what. <laughs> right. But um that one was pretty good for the time. Yeah. You know, and it did do that. It did the uh you know tear, tear off. off thing. And I don't know if this Sweet. one does or not. I it probably does. Because it's a World of Outlaws game made by a company that merged with iRacing. It probably yeah. does. It's, but I'm sure it's an option. Me yeah. honestly, I would not want that option because I would just want to focus on the racing first. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I've done that in real life. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just something that you have to do, but it isn't like, I don't know, unless you're in a virtual reality kind of situation where you're in like, you have like the, the goggles and all that, and you actually are turning your head to see around the car and around the track, which yeah. they do that. For iRacing, and it's some of the coolest stuff that you'll ever see. I feel like I'd get sick as a dog <laughs> playing it. Yeah, but it looks like it would be so cool. Like it'd be some of the most realistic racing video game thing that you would ever do in your life. Heck yeah! And if you had, if you had that, and you had some kind of motion control on your hand, because obviously you'd have the wheel and all that. But if you had some kind of motion control in your hand where it would detect you reaching up to your goggles and pulling it, yeah. that would be perfect. Yeah, that would be really cool. But, I mean, as it stands, it'd be like triangle. I right? really hope so, that, yeah. I hope that they have tear-offs, and I hope that the outside of the race car gets dirty. 
I'm pretty sure I didn't pay that much attention to the outside. I was more focused on the uh, racing, the actual physics yeah. of the racing. Right. It looks like it looks like a late model race. I mean, awesome. it's, it's like all the different lines they take and and the way the cars move, the way they drive. It just looks it looks perfect. Fantastic. Um, so I can't wait for that. I don't know how much it's going to be. Probably about fifty or sixty bucks. Maybe. Oh, sure. Maybe not. Maybe it'd be about forty. I don't know. Those things with the smaller titles like that tend to not be sixty. But um, one more little piece of news, real quick, before we get into Darlington. North Wilkesboro yes. is rumored to have the All Star Race in twenty twenty three. Yes, that is oh, awesome. I'm, I am so so freaking excited about that. It's going to be a newly paved track too, because uh, they're going to re they're going to repave it after they tear up the current asphalt. And run about a month's worth of races, which I'm going to go to at nice. the end of October, run Halloween. Uh, we're going to oh. watch the the original dirt track, North Wilkesboro. We're going to watch it one night uh, when I go visit my brother, who also got COVID this past week. So he was supposed to oh, come nice. down. Well, no, he didn't get COVID. His wife got COVID, so he oh. couldn't. He couldn't come down. He was supposed COVID. to. He was supposed to come down this past weekend, but I didn't get the exam. <laughs> But that's oh. all right. We'll get to we'll get to hang out uh, at North Wilkesboro. Oh, how cool is that? Like North Wilkesboro, for anybody that doesn't know what that racetrack is, it's a very, very historic, probably the most historic racetrack on the NASCAR circuit that was dead in the water. It was overgrown with weeds and grass and all this stuff. And Dale Jr. Um, went and made a deal with who is the owner of iRacing like steve something i don't know the Mar owner marcus i don't know the marcus something. Name. i don't know so he was on a plane with them and said hey if i go and get some friends and we go we eat and we we pull you know make the track look presentable can we at least scan it and put it on iRacing and of course he said yeah go for it so Dale Jr. got some weed eaters got some friends and they they took care of all the weeds out of this racetrack and uh they scanned it. It's on iRacing, and then all of a sudden, it was just the, the state of North Carolina granted them, you know, X amount of money, and they put all that money—well, not all that money, but put a majority of that money into North Wilkesboro, and they got it back up and running. Now it's, you know, to a point where they just had uh, asphalt late models. It's still, still models. going, still going this month. Oh, yeah. heck yeah! Now uh, after that. After those races, they're going to tear up the asphalt and the original dirt from, gosh, what, like 1960s, 40s, 50s, 40s? Yeah. way back when, so, whenever it was built, it was a dirt track. It's that original so dirt. They're going to race on the original dirt. And then after that, after those races are done, they're going to repave it. And now it's rumored to be the uh, NASCAR Cup Series All-Star Race, which couldn't happen at a better <laughs> racetrack. I'm so excited. I'm so glad it's it, well. We, it's a rumor because the schedule's not out yet. But if it is, I'm so glad Texas doesn't have that all-star race again. And that sucks because Texas was one of the races I was hoping to go to. Um, well, I went to they this can past have a race, but move that all-star away from it. Well, I know. I'm just saying that they're probably gonna Texas is probably gonna have two point standing races now. One's a playoff, one's a regular season. Uh, but that that was just. A th a race that I was going to be able to go to. Uh, I love going to the all-star race, even though I've been to one, it was like kind of a different atmosphere, but there's no place for that all-star race better than North Wilkesboro. Are they going to have two races next year? If they move the all-star race, does that mean that they're going to go ahead with the plans to 
destroy Texas and rebuild it? This year they went three times to Texas. Yeah, but it was just announced a few weeks ago. I don't think we ever mentioned it, but I think it was just announced a few weeks ago that they're going to blow up Texas. So not so much blow up. Yeah, I was, reconfigure. So, they're probably going to yeah. turn into Atlanta. So it's not – I don't think they're talking about the racetrack. I think they're talking about like the uh, the, the seating well, stuff. Because when I was that's, – That's not the problem with the racetrack. The racetrack right, is the problem with the racetrack. Right, exactly. So I think a lot of people thought that. Uh, when I was there uh, for the All-Star Race, I don't even remember, May was it? Mm-hmm. Um, they had a lot of construction on like the seating and the grandstands and stuff. I think that's what they meant. I don't think they're doing anything to the racetrack. Now, I could be completely wrong about that. Uh, they might be resurfacing it. I'm not sure, but I have not heard anything about that. Well, I was I was hoping anyway. There was a lot of videos on YouTube about uh, how, like, we did it. They're going to destroy Texas Motor Speedway, you know. Oh. But I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So Darlington was this past week. Man, that was a race. Oh, that was man, a race. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, I know. Yeah. We're going to get into the playoff contenders and all that. Yeah. But that 43 car won the Southern 500. I mean, that's special. Yeah, that is that is uh, the first time since 1967. I believe that's yeah. right. If it's 67, 65, one of those years. It was 67, I believe. 67. Yeah. I, I thought I heard that. The 200th win for the for the 43. I wasn't aware of that. I did not know that either. I'm trying to rack my brain on what other numbers Richard Petty won in. I guess 42 would be one of them. I was going to say 42, but I don't remember. I don't know anything other than the 43 for sure. So he, I think it was, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what other number it would be or how many wins he actually has in the 43. It's 190 something because the 43 is only won like six times without Richard Petty. You know, some, oh, wow. some, it's not a, not a big number. Like I saw like two people have won twice and like two or two or three other people won once. Was it John Andretti? John Andretti won twice. Bobby Hamilton won twice. And Eric Jones. That might be that might be it. Yeah. There's not that many people that won in the 40s. Uh no. Uh I think Pete Hamilton won in it. I think I saw oh. that. Somebody okay. from that era won in it. Sweet. But yeah. That's crazy. 200 wins for the 43, which I thought had already happened. And it's the first time since 1999 when Dale Earnhardt won Talladega and John Andretti or Bob, I think it was, was Bobby Hamilton a driver in 99? I think it was John Andretti. I thought it was John Andretti too. Uh, I'm just second guessing myself. John Andretti won Martinsville. First time since 1999, the three and the 43 won back to back weeks. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> just unreal it's it's so funny how things line up like that sometimes it's so funny that was uh such a crazy statistic it 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 couldn't have happened at better tracks either right talladega and martinsville historic tracks for the three car and the 43 car you know because richard petty was dominant at martinsville he won that a lot and and it's also an original track. It's like one of the very first tracks that Richard Petty was, you know, racing on the dirt track at Martinsville way back in the day. Right. And then you have Daytona, iconic track for the three, and 
the Southern 500, Darlington, iconic track for the 43. Yeah. It just, it makes perfect sense that Taldane Daytona would be where the three landed and Martinsville and Darlington would be where the 43 landed. That's just Abs- synergy. Yeah, uh, and that was called. Yep. I think I get that word wrong. I have no idea what yeah. you're saying, but you know what? We'll go with it. That's all right. <laughs> synergy. Synergy. That's synergy. It. Synergy. Synergy. That's it. I don't know what that word means either. So, a okay with me. It's an energy where everything comes together the way it should be. Oh. So to perfect. speak, something like that. Uh, the Darlington race wound up giving us a lot of drama. Oh yeah. So, like, are you saying more drama than AEW backstage? That's, or that's rough. And people are yeah. watching it. <laughs> people are watching it right now. Actually, they're probably done watching it now because it's 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 over. I think as we're recording, I didn't turn it on. I I, know, I didn't even bother. I don't usually yeah. turn it on anyway. I'm not going to turn it on just because you know people are getting in fights backstage and I want to see the chaos. I mean, yeah, it's straight up turned into WCW in the 2000s. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of you know, and that sucks because I was so on AEW. I was like, oh, this is so cool, whatever. And then like I just heard about all that stuff, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. I, like I don't, I don't know. It's not really entertainment for me, and it's just kind of drama makes my stomach hurt. So it's <laughs> knowing that there's actual heat makes my uh, makes me upset, like stomach upset. It's happening the exact same way as it happened when I was a teenager. Yeah, how you had the company take. WWE guys, I mean, okay, they were other places first too, whatever, but they, they got famous in WWE. Right. You take those guys and you put them in your world championship place in your, your, your storylines in AEW, and you bring up some of the, the younger talent too, the fan favorite talent. But now you've overloaded your roster and you have people that aren't even getting used that had left WWE. Now they're, they're upset and they want to go back to WWE because all of a sudden WWE's turned a corner. Right. Like yeah, they have, like they did when I was a kid, when the attitude era started, they've turned right. a corner and AEW has got backstage conflict and it doesn't seem like anybody's in charge. Yeah. It, just like WCW was. I mean, at this rate, we're seeing history repeat itself, and WWE is going to buy AEW in a year. Right. I hate to say it, but it's repeating I itself. I mean, come on, <laughs> look at look who's running the show. I'm loving what's happening with WWE right now. I am too. It's, I, even though I'm not even watching it, I don't have a way to watch it. It's it's exciting. It's really exciting right now. Um, I haven't always been completely down on AEW because I have been interested in it. I bought their first pay-per-view. You know, I didn't buy another one because I thought, why was everybody going crazy over this? Because they were acting just like WWE. I thought right. this was an alternative. And then they had this weird battle royal at the beginning of it, kind of like WWE does and their big shows. They have a battle royal, just get everybody on the card. And yeah. it was nothing but comedy all the way through it. It's like, this is a WWE battle royal I'm watching. Like Tommy Dreamer yeah. was even in it at one point. And he's the jobber that they bring in to do the comedy stuff at WWE back in the day. It's yeah. just, it's like they're the same. They're the same thing. One shows blood, one doesn't. That, like, do that, you, whatever. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Um, you know, you have you ever felt something like where you're like super into something, like whether it's like figures or 
pro wrestling or whatever and then like you get like super sick and it's just everything just kind of gets drained out of you like oh god that was so stupid you know or something like that i was like sitting in the hospital last night and i was watching this documentary uh, on the hospital television and i don't know why i was just sitting there by myself and i was like it kind of reminded me of aew and i was just like dude aew's it's just so not there anymore and uh, that's when i kind of deleted all my my uh, pro wrestling stuff you know like the pictures i i had pictures of figures in my phone that i was like hoping to get you know uh stuff like that and i was like yeah i'm okay on all of this i don't need to do this anymore and i have been so out of pro wrestling like it's not even funny mm -hmm. but like i don't know it's just drama and but speaking of drama going back to darling to the playoff contenders having a lot of problems yeah um right off the bat Kyle Larson had another bad week. Yes, he, he did. He finished last last week. Yeah, and like right off the bat, I, what happened with him? He had he had mechanical issues, didn't he? Yeah, I thought it was. I th now the race that we're talking about, I just was able to watch it today. Mm -hmm. So um, probably actually, a little I started, more fresh in your mind than it is mine. Yeah, I think I got to like la well, actually, I started it last yesterday when I was in my house sick and then i i got to like lap i don't know like 56 in the first stage and i turned it off and i eventually went to the hospital but i finished the rest of it today and i watched the xfinity race as well uh, i want to say it was a, a water pump issue mm. for kyle larson or something but he went from he ultimately was like four laps down and ultimately he got back on the lead lap somehow yeah and he was out there spinning out again by himself and yeah, yeah. he just wasn't having a good day He's gonna. He's he finished in the back. Yeah. Uh, Chase Elliott, the points leader, the regular season champion, came in with a thirty-three point lead, and he wrecked. And I he, think he he finished last, didn't he? No, I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, 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 I got. I, go. I got. I got it. Let me let me look real quick. I have it. I have it. I have it. I, I stalling, bet stalling, 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 stalling. Yes, he finished last. He finished last. Woo. <laughs> Man, so there, there goes that thirty-three point. Larson difference. finished twelfth. Yeah, the heck, he didn't have a bad day at all. I'm taking him off my list of people that had. Well, a bad I day. mean, he didn't have a horrible day, but he definitely had a very eventful. <laughs> when day. when you have uh, the nine, the four, the eighteen, the uh, one, the three, the two, the ninety-nine. 14. Did I skip Brist 14? Yeah, I think 14. Yeah, 14. Was you have all those playoff contenders behind you. You had a pretty good day. Yeah, that's very true. You 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 survived. You you made uh chicken salad, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. But uh yeah, he is right now Larson's right now seventh in points, 17 to the good. Yeah, well, that's all that matters. Elliot came in with a 33 point lead and he is like over everybody, like uh, maybe thirty-three points to the good. We were like, he's yeah. safe. He's pretty safe. Yeah. Well, now he's only fourteen points to the good, and that is not good. That's that's at not. All. No, that's not good at all. But man, better than better than my pick. My pick is dead last. Thirteen out. Yeah. My pick for this week. 
I am having a bad, bad, bad run with picks. Thirty second and thirty third back to back weeks. It just it killed me. Congratulations yep. on the championship. You know. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not catching you. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah. So Chase Elliott wrecked. Chastain actually had debris get stuck between a wheel, and yes, it did. left the wheel loose, and he could at least it didn't come off, but he couldn't. It, it it was loose. He couldn't drive it. Right. So they came in, changed it, and found the problem, cleared it out. And then he was good. But the problem is he was three laps down or four laps down, I think, at one point. And through cautions, he kept taking the wave around, getting a lap back. But he still finished, I think, one or two laps down because of a long green run at the end of it. Yeah. In the 20s, high 20s or low 20s, I think. So he had a bad day. And... Martin Truex, <laughs> he was going to prove me wrong, wasn't he? Oh, man. He was going to prove everyone wrong. He he just decided at the end of this race, I'm just going to dominate this thing. And I'm going to win. Wow. And then his power steering went out with like 30 to go. At which ultimately caused <laughs> transmission issues. So he had to, I think with like 30 laps to go of the race, he was going to win this race. Mm-hmm. 30 laps to go loses power steering he was still able to go out there and and continue to go but he was much slower yes. than everybody else i think kyle bush who was in second who was probably the second person who was dominating the race besides truex i thought that after was it. Truex, i said well this is I, kyle's win yeah i thought so i mean i i wasn't watching so i was just kind of watching what you were posting <laughs> on our our uh, twitter feed and stuff like that and what other people were what a roller were, coaster uh, huh yeah <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I'm, you, should, you should have been. You should have been like watching it. I mean, goodness, like it was under uh, caution when that happened. But let me. Can I? Can I go? Can I like do a shoot real fast? Well, real quick, real quick before before that, I'm gonna get to the caution. Then you can. Go okay. On yeah. All right. Truex, he's slow now. He's not gonna win the race. Yeah. Kyle Busch is leading. Harvick just goes ablaze. Just yeah. catches on fire. And you know what caused the fire? Uh, ty- marbles, marbles. Yeah, that's why tire stuff. Yeah, like the marbles. Yeah, the uh, rubber, in you know, got got pulled into the front of the car, and it got stuck by the exhaust, and it just lit ignited. up. Ignited. Yeah, ignited the race car. And he was not happy about it. He wasn't. And I don't blame him. I don't bit. blame him either. I, nope. NASCAR needs to start listening to these drivers. They don't like how hard these cars crash, and they don't like having to spontaneously burst into flames either. Yeah. They need to start listening to these drivers. But then, under that caution, Kyle Busch blows up. Under caution. <laughs> like, he was not at he was not at full speed. He, he was, was at 55 miles an hour. 55 miles an hour. As the race leader with 21 laps to go, Kyle Busch starts smoking out of the exhaust pipes All and right. What's your blew his engine. Let me tell you, this is not about anything. It's just about freaking Peacock. Oh, okay? really? Yeah. Okay. I am so PO'd, PO'd about this. You know, like I was like, okay, hey, Soda, let me borrow your, your Peacock so I can watch the first playoff race of this year not even thinking that it's not going to be an option that it won't be on peacock because why wouldn't it be well and we we do a little research and it 
they weren't broadcasting the 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 race at all. Yeah. So I thought because they do show channels, you can watch USA on Peacock Live. Right. I was like, well, that's how you'll watch it. Just go to the USA Network on the Peacock app, and you can watch it there. I figured you, they probably wouldn't like. I don't know. Last week was a little weird because yeah. it was a rain delayed race, and they wanted as many places. What was it on C-SPAN? Something. Yeah, it was something like it was. Know. It was. I think it was a news station. It was on oh, last week. Man. So oh, they like let's put it on Peacock too. So they streamed it on, live on Peacock. And that's that's where I watched it. Or you not, know, that's where you what, watched it. I, I watched it on a news station. But what really just irks me to death is the fact that like NASCAR is like, oh, we need to get more eyes on our product, but we're gonna we're gonna list it on Peacock for one week, and then we're just gonna take it out. Even though this is the playoffs, this is the time of the season where you want everyone and their dog to be watching their mm-hmm. be watching your product, and then for people like I have cable. Like I have cable and internet and all that stuff. I just haven't I don't have a TV to watch it on. So like for people that don't have cable or people that don't have TVs but they have a laptop or they have a cell phone, when you air it exclusively on USA network, how on earth is anyone supposed to watch that? Like big I mean, I'm telling like ooh, if I could write a letter to NASCAR, I totally would. Like that was total BS. And I don't know if like Peacock is like exclusively to NBC, but isn't that who's broadcasting the races right now? Yeah, NBC, Universal, that, that USA, all that falls on the same umbrella. Uh, yeah, it's just infuriating. So I have to wait, you know, uh, like two days to watch the race that I'm doing a podcast of four, and I have, you know, sometimes I do this podcast without even watching the race. So I'm just like, I don't know. Like, cool. Like, thank God for Twitter. But, like, Twitter doesn't tell you the whole dang story, you know? I got a question for uh, you. God. You said you had cable? Yes. So do you have, like, a login for it? Like, an account on a website? Like, where you pay your bills or whatever? Do you have, like, an account or a sign-in? No, I have an app. You have an app? Yeah. I believe a lot of these stations, if you go to their app, like USA, USA has an app. They have their own app. I, I'm pretty sure they do. They did anyway before Peacock. But I'm pretty sure if you go to some of these station apps, you can sign in under your cable oh. distributor. Because I do this with DirecTV all the time. That's what I have. And... Uh, Maybe not so much now, but back in the day I did. You know, back when everything wasn't put on apps, you know, like Peacock and uh, Paramount and all that. Right. But like AMC, when I would watch Walking Dead, I could watch Walking Dead if I signed into my DirecTV account on the app. And then I could watch Walking Dead. You know, so I and I can and I know you can do that with ESPN, too. Like you can watch football oh. games on watch ESPN. You just sign in under, you know, I sign in under my direct TV and it says, okay, well you have bought ESPN. That means you can watch this. That's what that means. What's on earth. So, so, Oh wow. I would okay. look at that this week. I'm actually doing it right now. And you are absolutely right. It says uh, connect with my provider and everything. And I just, all right. 
Cool. Maybe that'll work out. I don't know how it will go with live sporting events. It should be fine. If this works, I am. <laughs> You're welcome. Oops. I am going to kiss you on your forehead. No, let's not do all I that. I'll just say you're welcome. That's fine. Because that will be fantastic. <laughs> so, the 43 wins. Yes. Amazing finish. He took the lead when Kyle Busch blew up. Kyle Busch ain't happy. I don't blame him. I mean, he's as happy as he's going to be. The yeah. decision hasn't been, at this point, while we're recording, a decision has not been made yet. It should be soon. Because this is in his window. He said seven to ten days. Yeah. And this is I, the window right here. So it should be I soon. Bet you, I bet you it's going to be tomorrow. I, I, tomorrow being what? When, uh, Thursday? Tomorrow being the day yeah. after we record? Yeah. Yeah, Thursday the 8th. I bet you it's going to be tomorrow. I don't know why. I don't have any sort of insight knowledge. Because he's going to be driving the 8 car. I, I absolutely bet he will. 100%. It, is he's going to announce the 8 car on the 8th. Why not? Yeah. yeah. And Tyler Reddick's going to go to the 45 next year. He's going to go a year I, early. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. That's what I believe. That's how I feel. There's my code for my. <laughs> I'm literally setting up this <laughs> thing so I, I don't have to. If I hear any interference. No, it won't. I'm, <laughs> it's just uh, sending me a little verification so I can type this in and then I'll put it on airplane mode. Real fast, four, five, perfect. Okay, sorry. Back to the show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that works out. Um, I think it just did. Awesome. We'll, we'll see. Don't get your hopes up. Test it on the Xfinity race first. See if it's going to work. You know, but oh. I think NBC has it. The NBC Sports has its own app, too. So if it's on oh, NBC, yeah. I think you can do the same thing there. Pretty sure, because you could do that on Fox. But... Anyway, maybe that'll work oh, out for you. I hope it does. Sweet. Thank you so much for that idea. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So moving on from Darlington, uh, we have a couple of questions this week that we weren't able to get to last week because uh, our audio was insane. Yes. Um, both of them from Tales from the State. They didn't have a new episode this week, did they? They did not, but that's okay because I came up with another top five for them. Okay. I was just making sure that I didn't miss questions because I did not remember seeing a new episode. So I, I don't sure. believe so. So Caitlin asks, do oh I got it wrong from last week. I thought Caitlin asked about the documentary. No, Drew asked about the documentary. Hey, I think Drew. I don't know. Drew, the documentary I was talking about from last week airs on uh, USA every Thursday night. I told you on Twitter, but 
I thought I got the questions mixed up. I thought Caitlin asked that, not you. Pretty sure I thought that. If I didn't think that, forget all this. I didn't, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Caitlin asked, have you ever gotten into hobby racing, RC cars, soapbox derby, anything like that? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, simple answer, no. I have not, just because uh, just never, not so much, I don't know, I just never was really interested in that the, type of situation. The only thing I've ever actually been involved with was just like, other than actual racing, I mean, dirt track racing, of course. Yeah. But the only thing I was ever involved with was like Boy Scouts. Sure. When we did the uh, Pinewood Derby stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember I made one up one year that looked like a dirt late model. And it was Ooh. modeled after uh, one of my favorite local drivers, Chuck Moore. So it was yellow with a black 88 on the side of it and a black roof. Nice. I kept that thing for years. It's in a box somewhere out in the shed, I'm sure. I kept that for years. That was like a trophy for me because it, it beat everybody. Heck I loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. But, I would I would love to do it. I would love to jump into it. Um, I just I, it's too I'm too old and things are way too expensive now. Like I think what she's talking about is oh, no, remember, she, yeah, yeah. Okay, remember, go ahead, go ahead. Remember when Kyle Bush had that sponsorship for his truck team called like Traxxas or something? Mm-hmm. The sponsor that he wrecked Ron Hornaday at Texas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like those, I looked into him because like I would see videos of Kyle Busch uh, racing his little whatever, whatever they're called. Um, I forgot what they're called. Some of the RC cars. Yeah, like the like the overgrown RC cars. They're so interesting, aren't they? They are super expensive too. I I, I can imagine they're like a quarter scale almost. They're, yeah. they're like as they're like half the size of me. Yeah, but they do look like a lot of fun to play with. They do. They do. And that's that's kind of a – that's becoming more and more of a thing around here. Yeah. Like there's a uh, there's a track right across the state line over here in Mississippi that runs lawnmowers, actually. It's lawnmower racing track. Oh. And they run go-karts and stuff too. But you can bring your – once in a while they do the uh, RC sprints, RC late models, and RC uh, modifieds out there. Uh -huh. And man, that looks like it would be so much fun. I don't, I don't know. Just they look cool as it is, you know. And you're not gonna get hurt if you wreck. So, right. I think that's gonna be the future anyway. They're all gonna be driving themselves. I don't, it's like I don't know why there's not a series where people are sitting up on top of the stands, playing remote control cars, racing real life, you know, full size cars on the racetrack. I'm sure there probably is somewhere. I think they tested something like that at some track. It might have been Indianapolis. Oh, gosh. Actually, they tested that somewhere, and it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could probably tell why. Yeah. But, um, no, we've never actually gotten into anything else other than just watching or maybe act, you know, racing actual cars on a local level. But... Yeah, and not to say we're not interested in the uh, the remote control stuff because that does look really really cool. Yeah, and Drew is the one that asks, "What would be a good NASCAR documentary to check out?" Um, I tweeted something. Uh, it's called Three. I don't know if you know who drives that number. Or who used to drive that number? Uh, Dale Earnhardt. You're not talking about the ESPN movie. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a good one. No, look at Dale. Oh, maybe that's maybe the CMT. 
Productions one. I think, okay, I think I'm getting confused. I think that's what I was aiming for was the CMT version. The CMT one is excellent. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. Dale, Dale is that ESPN movie that doesn't even use the Earnhardt font in the in the title. It uses yeah. like a round font with a red three on it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I was thinking of Dale, which is also my middle name. So once I like <laughs> leave this town, I'm gonna go buy like, and what's that word like when you change your name? A, a lot. Um, a, what's that word? An alias. Alias, yes. Okay. And my my name is going to be Dale something. I'm going to come up with something. It's going to be awesome. But Dale is definitely going to be my first name. <laughs> um, most documentaries I watch nowadays are made by independent uh, uh, content creators. <coughs> YouTube ha- is a plethora of documentaries of NASCAR. Yes. It is. I mean, you can find documentaries by anything. In NASCAR on YouTube. Uh, when I was a kid, I had a really awesome VHS about uh, Davy Allison, and it came out after he had died, and it went through his entire career. And uh, I had a really, really, um, really good in-depth interview with Davy. Oh, really? Through the whole thing, all the way up until the very beginning of '93. So he basically went through his entire life talking about it and then they closed that eli gold narr- narrated it too so that was that's really cool to me because he's a local hero here in alabama yeah because he's an alabama football announcer and a long time mrn and tnn announcer too as far as nascar goes sweet but once it got to 93 eli took over and finished off the story but I forget what it's called, but if you just look up Davy Allison documentary, you'll find uh, something on YouTube with a picture of him just sitting in front of the, an open window at Charlotte. So there's a racetrack behind him and he's just sitting there in front of the window showing the racetrack behind him. I God, I forget what it's called. It's like racing, racing with uh, memories or uh, I don't know something. I don't know what it's called. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just mm-hmm. do not know what the what Yeah, I just don't know either. the name. Yeah. I watched it a hundred times. I had it on VHS, but I just don't remember the name of it. Yeah. But I follow people like NASCAR Man History, Black Flags Matter, and um, Iceberg and Brock Beard yeah. on YouTube. They are all the time putting some crazy stuff out there as far as documentaries go. Yeah, Black Flag Matter is probably my favorite out of all those. They are on it. Such good stuff. I I almost I think it's it's either Iceberg or Brock Beard for me. Just man, it's 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 a they 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 do a documentary. One of these guys, I can't really pick out who does what. Black Flags Matter tends to stay more uh recent. Yeah. In the last 15 years or so. But then you have some of them that go all the way back to like, they talk about one, there's like a 45 minute documentary on Talladega and the curse oh, on there. Yes. You're like, it's just, that is so cool. They're talking about everything that went wrong on the first Talladega race. Yeah. And why it's a cursed track. You know, it's just, there's so much stuff. If you just type up NASCAR documentary or look up those people we're talking about, you'll find so much good stuff and you'll learn so much random junk that you would, even I never knew. Yeah. 
Like, do you know there was a race car driver that had a monkey in the car with him back in the day? No, I have yeah. never heard that. That's kind of crazy. I forget God, the name. <laughs> Who was that? Is it, is it Tim Flock? I think it was Tim Flock had a monkey with him. No, I think you're thinking of Chase Briss. Oh, wait, no, no. He looks like a monkey. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who that I don't know. There was there was a guy, there was a race car driver that drove around the racetrack with a monkey in the car with him. And then one day that monkey he had a little trap door oh, on no. the uh, floor. And that monkey was lifting the trap door up. And, and the, the race car driver come, I forget his name. I think it was Tim Flock. Either Tim Flock or Curtis Turner, one of those two. I think it was Tim Flock. He come down pit road, got the monkey out of the car because the monkey was gonna kill himself. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No joke. <laughs> and he never got back in the car. And then there's this one driver. Uh, I think it might have been Tiny Lund, actually. There was one driver that heard voices in the race car. Yes. And they, they, they mentioned this on Days of Thunder. Yes. But there was a real driver where he was going around Talladega, I think. Yeah. And they said, get out of the race car. Get out of the race car. <laughs> Yeah. So he pulled in a pistol, like, that's it. I'm done. Just, just voices telling me to get out of the car. And he never got back in, did he? Never raced again. Never that was raced his last again. race. He didn't even finish it. Mid-race, in the, in the middle of this race, and he hears a voice in his head that says, get out of the race car. So he comes down pit road, he gets unstrapped, and he's like, I'm never doing this again. And everybody, it was like a Ricky Bobby moment, mm -hmm. you know, like when the guy comes and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the bathroom and come right back. Like, and he never came back. Like, that's exactly what what it was it was awesome <laughs> they uh man there's so much so much weird stuff that happened in nascar and then you look into uh you look into some of these uh documentaries about um i remember watching one on youtube it was about the 1992 season because a long time cheating crew chief like long time crew chief like that cheated up everything he had yeah he all of a sudden turned into a nascar official yeah and like 75% of the field in 1992 Daytona 500 was illegal and they all got penalized. I didn't know that had happened. Wow. Like they had to constantly go back and forth. No, nope, no, nope, that's illegal. Fix that. No, nope, that's illegal. Fix that. This dude that had been pretty much leading the campaign for cheating. I forgot who it was. It wasn't oh. Smokey Eunuch. I don't think. No, I don't think it was him. I don't think it was him. No, but it was somebody that was real prominent as far as the, the cheating side of it goes. And everybody was cheating. <laughs> yeah. And he turned them all in. <laughs> so to kind of go back to the story with the monkey, um, it's the monkey's name was jo Jocko Flacco. That's it. And it was and, Tim Flock, man. And it was Tim Flock. Look at that. And it says that the monkey had to unfortunately be euthanized after a a bizarre incident. In oh, Raleigh. I'm going to attack somebody. So I'm not sure, but but I had to kind of double check. I had to check the Google machine, but Jocko Flacco <laughs> and Tim Flock. That's amazing. I, how about that? I was right. Unreal. I, did I got, I got some that. pretty good. I got a pretty good brain when it comes to the old NASCAR history, I think. Yeah. Man, that <laughs> Jocko was a tiny one that had the voices in his head then yes it um, was i'm i can guarantee it but i will google it as it well fe i feel like that's right i feel like that's right you do that and i'm gonna ask the next question you can come up with that answer real quick um what no let me see the next question from drew 
Have either of you ever been to the Hall of Fame? The NASCAR Hall of Fame. Uh, Bobby Isaac was. Bobby that. Isaac did it. Yes. Bobby Dane. I got that wrong. <laughs> but to answer Drew's question, no, I have not. But I have a friend, um, Celeste Johnson. She has been to North Carolina. She's been to the uh, uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame. And she said it was amazing. And it's definitely something on my my bucket list of life to do, uh, to go to the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I have never been there, but I really want to. Ask me again in November. Oh, you lucky duck. <laughs> <laughs> never have. Never have. I. It's funny when you talk about a physical Hall of Fame. Like I've been to the um, Country Music Hall of Fame. I've uh, not been inside the SEC Hall of Fame, but I've been at it because of the you know football games and yeah. wrestling events. I've been at the Atlanta uh, Georgia Dome and I guess Mercedes Benz Stadium now. Nice, but I'm glad NASCAR has a physical Hall of Fame. I wish WWE would have a physical Hall of Fame. Imagine I'm, how cool that would be. Oh, so cool! I would make that trip. Yes, I would. You know. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm going just around to Halloween. Heck going yeah. around Halloween. That's when I'm going. Tickets are, uh, I think tickets are already bought, actually. Heck yeah. I believe so. Double check my wife with that. <sighs> yeah. She, she bought all that stuff. She was That's, making the money back then. Heck yeah. <laughs> so this weekend is one of your favorite tracks. Yes. Obviously, you're going to it. Hopefully. Yes. With the home test, you, I think you are going to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely am. I uh if you know what? If I can if I pet if I test negative, I will still wear a mask obviously. Um uh, through the whole event because I'm just kind of paranoid like that. But I'm still going to go. If I do pet if I <laughs> if I test positive i won't go at all unfortunately but uh before we get into that i'm gonna i i mentioned earlier about tales with the estate that i have uh a top five for them Mm -hmm. i want to i'm gonna do it might be a little lame but it's the only thing i can think of top five favorite things to do on a rainy day Hmm. because i know like when it's raining i don't do nothing so I just kind of want to hear like what other like normal people do when it's raining outside. Anyways, sorry. It but all yes. is, it's all you know what I do at work when it's raining. I work. Yeah, we got work out there in that junk. Oh, God dang! The wells got they they got to gauge. They got to be gauged. Yeah, whether it's raining or not. There it is. <laughs> and then halftime they shut down, and you have to restart them. Yeah, they make too much money to not start up. Right. That's that's my life. That's what I'm learning. That's what I'm learning about. A little inside baseball for you. Cool. So what's one thing you do on a rainy day? Nothing? Uh just straight up nothing. Well, if I do have to work like with the job I've so the job I'm about to start, I've worked there before, so I know how to do that. Obviously it's inside, it's indoors. Uh so rain doesn't really bother me. But if I'm like if it's a day off and it's raining, I go straight inside and I play NASCAR. That's all I do all day long. Even when it's sunshine, I'll do that. So, <laughs> yeah, usually when it's it's raining, that means the boys are probably back there on, in the back playing PlayStation, right? And 
if me and my wife are in here together, we'll sit in here and we'll watch Disney videos on YouTube or something. That's typically what we do. Sweet. That's like the main thing we do. We try to get caught up on all the Disney stuff. Because guess where I'm going in like three weeks? Disney. Disney. My cool. birthday. Awesome. <laughs> uh, going to that Halloween party they got. So Kansas was this weekend. Yes. Kurt Busch won the last race at Kansas, didn't he? Did, yes. I don't think he's winning this week. No, I don't think so. I think it's pretty clear that he's not. <laughs> his team, though, his team might. I mean. Was well, his team the 23 still, though? They just swapped numbers, right? Yeah, they just swapped numbers. Okay. So his team probably won't win. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, well, you never know, but pretty sure. 45 might win. I mean, Bubba Wallace isn't bad. If things go his way, I mean, he could win. Yeah, that's true. I, just, I don't think they will. He's, But, I mean, I don't know. He did okay at Darlington. He stayed roughly in, you know, eight tenths most of the day. Sometimes he was up there in the top five, but. For the most part, he was roughly, you know, top 10 car. Yep. He could win that race. Yeah, not going to win you a championship, but. Yeah, oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> Mm-mm. I, honestly, I don't think either one of them, like, even if Ty Gibbs was still in that 45, I don't think either one of them really had a shot at winning an Orange Championship. Probably not. No, that's, that's a pipe dream. I don't know what they're thinking with that. So. We've already kind of previewed Kansas earlier this year. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about going to tracks twice. It's Kansas. I mean, it's a mile and a half. You know, not really high banked. It's, I mean, it's a good racy racetrack. Yeah. One of your favorites right down the road from you. Yeah. Um, you get the first pick this week. Do I? Yes, because. I beat you. Yeah, I'll buy a lot. So don't you go first? No. Oh, okay. No, we've always done the the winner of the week oh. gets first pick. Oh, cool. Okay. You finished backwards. eighth this week, and I finished thirty third. Okay. So you get first pick. So, kind of inside thing. Uh, when I was in the hospital last night, I was, I was so bored, and I actually went and chose. The rest, I wrote down the rest of the season in my phone. <laughs> so Kansas, Bristol, Texas, Talladega, Roval, Vegas, Homestead, uh, Martinsville, and Phoenix. And I actually picked my my picks for the rest of the season. And they're all playoff drivers except for one, and that's at Talladega. So my wow. pick this week at Kansas is going to break that winless streak. And he is going to win and finally give me the most deserved win I I've been searching for all season. I'm going with the 48 of Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman. You have not picked him this year. No, man. How come you don't pick these people? I don't know. I swore you picked Bowman. You did. You did. You picked him at Pocono. Oh, I did pick him up. Pocono. Yeah. All right. right. So Bowman is out. Yes. I hope he wasn't part of the rest of the, he actually was, but I, I replaced him with somebody else. Okay, so you have used up Bowman, and he's your pick. Yep. I am going to go a little bit out of the box, but he seems like he 
he came from dead last and a lap down on lap two to come back and be in contention with this in this race this past week. I'm picking Daniel Suarez. Oh, okay. He's dude. He's he's there. He is there. I mean, he's he's very consistent. All of a sudden, I mean, yeah. like, just you and at Darlington of all places, one of the hardest tracks on the whole circuit. Fails fails inspection three times, disallow qualifying time, starts last, and a pass through penalty when the green flag starts. So he's immediately lapped down. Yeah. So you know, thankfully a caution does come out really, really early. Right. So he gets the lucky dog and all that track position back. But he still has to come from dead last at Darlington and run upside in the top three or four at one point. Yeah. I mean, that team, if they can get some breaks, I mean, I'm talking about all a track house. If they can get some breaks, that team is so solid. Oh, yeah. So that's my guy. My guy this week would be Daniel Suarez, and I still have him another time. That's not too. a bad that's, pick. I don't think so. I think I think there's a couple of them I think we've been sleeping on. And, like, I haven't picked Eric Jones all year. Oh, wow. Why the heck have I not picked Eric Jones all year? He's been solid, too. Man, that made me so upset because when I chose, who did I go with? William Byron. Uh, it was down to William Byron and Eric Jones, and I actually had Eric Jones penciled in, but at the last minute, I switched him to William Byron because I thought you were going to go Eric Jones. If I would have just went with my gut, I would have got that freaking win. <laughs> oh, gosh dang it. You still have one pick for Jones left. I know, and I'm going to uh, – no, I, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the show. We're going to try to trying to keep this thing relatively okay, about an hour or so. I think that makes some sense. Yeah. So real quick, we're going to run through the podcast drafting partners. Uh, Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, Drunk Wrestling History, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, Lap Traffic Podcast, Jason Wolf. Just a great artist. Just throwing his name out there. Go check out his stuff at uh, Art of Jason Wolf on Twitter. Outsiders Beard Co. run by Big Underscore Bane, who does our intro music. He's got some new stuff coming out right now from some fall stuff, yes. candles, scents, all that kind of stuff. I have some of his fall stuff left over from last year, actually, because, I mean, I don't use it every day. I mm. use it a lot but I'm not going to use it out like by myself in the truck or, you know, right. in the oil field or something, you know, I'm going to smell like oil and diesel fuel. So <laughs> regardless of what I do. Right. But uh, definitely go check out his website, outsidersbeerco.com. Here you got Ethan. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to bring up my, that I just had up uh, Bane's music. All, also uh, was it September 16th? His mm -hmm. new album's dropping. I'm really excited about that. But speaking of Bane, uh, check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. You have You Know It's Fake Right with Brian Breaker. Uh, TB Toycast with Brian Breaker and Travis Fowler. The legendary Bill Venus. Uh, no Hold Bar with Bill Venus with Bill Venus and uh, Bane. By the way, did you see? Did you see? Did you see? Bill Beanus. Yeah, yeah, my my theory was wrong. Yeah, it was, but that's okay because Bill Beanus is back, baby. It was just a bad microphone. Oh. I thought that Bill Beanus was hacking the 
Steed or something. I thought that would have been cool. Oh, that would have been so cool. He's but back, though. He's coming back. That's cool. Yes, I'm so excited. He is such a legend. <laughs> uh, speaking of legends, of course, we have Tales from the Estate with Drew and his wife, Caitlin. As you heard earlier in our little commercial, uh, pulling up a chair with a chair shot, our good friend Tim. Of course, we have, I mean, we can't talk about a podcast without our official energy drink, Rowdy Energy. So, um, other than that, that's all I got. Uh, double shout out to Tim. Yeah. You know, uh, he's in our DMs. Uh, we're, we got a conversation going, and I love hearing the feedback for the show. Like, there's a few of them out there, but like, Tim is so consistent. Yeah. Like, he's like, Love the show. Great show. And then he's talking about this and this and this and this with it. And he's excited about the commercial being on the, uh, on the podcast. I wish other people would, would enter some stuff into because we'd yeah. like to fill them up. Absolutely. We'd like yeah. to, to fill the, the gaps with all these little commercials like this. I Absolutely. Mean, charging nobody. If you're on the list of podcast drafting partners, come on. I think it'd be, it's, it's just a neat presentation. That's what we like. That's what we like about it. And, uh, but just double shout out to him. I, having i'm having fun seeing the fun he's having with everything absolutely he is having a blast with every single time we uh drop a new episode he's always in our dm and he's oh yeah i'm so excited for the commercial and stuff so it's exactly what i had imagined and he just i mean he took it and ran with it and made it even better than what i i had thought of so uh big shout out to him i love that guy um one more thing i forgot to mention last week uh a couple of episodes of um you know it's fake right ago they uh he had jeff from fully posable on yeah and they had some really really kind uh comments about our show oh my gosh didn't they and i i just want to say i appreciate that i mentioned it on twitter but i just want to say i appreciate that here so i was actually driving uh when i heard that and i was like oh that's so nice i'm gonna you know have to text them and you know thank them i never got around to it because i i completely forgot but yes absolutely thank you so much brian breaker and jeff tune uh for such the night such nice and you know encouraging words you know uh one of the ones was uh we were starting to we finally it, not finally but it feels like we found our voice yeah like we found our rhythm like we found our uh our sound whatever you want to call it yeah and i, I agree i think we got a uh it's a loose kind of formatted show i mean i got bullet points I don't, yeah i can barely i barely scroll down the notes that we're we're using we're just kind of you know winging it off the top of our heads here right you know, we just kind of know what we're going to talk about, and then we just talk about it. Yeah. But it's easy when you really like something, and I'm glad that our passion actually comes through with it. Oh, I sure hope so. You, you know? know, there for a while I was getting a little dis discouraged because, you know, everyone's like, oh, soda, you're you're an encyclopedia. And I'm like, well, I'm just chopped liver, I guess. <laughs> I'm just here for the eye candy. I, I, supposedly, I'm not sure. But absolutely, I feel I love this podcast. I love doing a podcast. And, for me, there's no end in sight. So I hope you feel the same way. If not, well, too dang bad. Well, this I can say this. I might know more old stuff. You know yeah. more new stuff. Well, I'll take that for sure. I do not know <laughs> as much stuff between 2005 and now. Oh, okay. Than that's, you do. That's I, my prime time, baby. I, that's what I'm saying. My prime time probably ended around 99 oh. or 2000, maybe 2001. 
right around there, I it got it, it all gets uh, muddled in my brain. Yeah, that's for sure, absolutely. But before that, I mean, I can rem- like I said, I've been watching old classic NASCAR documentaries ever since I was a kid. Yeah, so I know all this history, and it just stuck with me because I learned all of it when I was a kid. But once I hit an adult, it's just like. Uh, I'm not remembering stuff yeah. like I used to. Like wrestling's the same way. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. I don't remember a whole lot. Like I could, I could name every single champion up to a certain point, and then after about '94, I'm like, nope, it's gone. Yeah, I can't name them all anymore. You know, for sure. Especially once you get into '98, '99, I was like, no, that's just that's insane. I can't. They they got way too much going on. Do you want to? You want to feel old really fast before we sh- close the show? I'm. I. I already feel I don't need more. I was making well, me feel old. I was in kindergarten in 2000, 2000 the wow. year 2000. I was in kindergarten. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I met my wife in the year 2000. Oh, that's awesome. I was 17 years old. Whoa. <laughs> Holy moly. Well, All I right. turned 17 in 2000. I, mean, I met her when I was sixteen. But wait, yeah. you were were you born in what nineteen sixty four? Eighty three. Oh, eighty three. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have black and white TV still? I had a black and white TV when I was little. Uh, okay, well, it didn't have a remote either. Wow, you had to walk up there and change the channel, and oh then my. if you wanted, if you wanted UHF, if, do you even know what UHF is? I don't know what UHF <laughs> is. Not at all. Oh my god, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. But look, you have your main <laughs> channels. Okay. Like for us, it was uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, and then later, when I was about nine years old, Fox was invented. Oh wow! So I, I was I date I predate Fox. Okay, because I remember when that came. It came around. That was a big deal. But you had three, five, ten, and fifteen. That was on one dial. Anything past 15, you go, you put it on the U on the knob, and then you go to the second dial that's underneath it. And you'll go to your other channels. It goes up to 56 or 65 or something like that. And we had two or three channels you could reach down there on clear days. On clear days. If it was, the wind was blowing, you couldn't get them. Oh, no. And sometimes the Alabama football would come on channel 44 down there and all like the the fun shows that come on up but that's where all the public shows were the public access shows oh yeah and um i guess eventually wb would be on on one down there channel 35 but wjtc upn 44 was down there smackdown would come on that channel sometimes for us but what would that's 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 with me that's how that's how it was when i was about six seven eight years old what would you do if it was like Windy outside. Would you go outside and play with your pet dinosaurs? You would. Um, funny. You'd get. <laughs> I, I got an answer for this. If you couldn't get the signal, you'd get tinfoil and wrap it on the rabbit ears. Oh, no. And then oh, you would have wow. to bend the tinfoil and the rabbit ears where you could pick up the signal decent enough where you could at least see and hear it. Holy moly. It wouldn't be clear. It'd be a little snowy, but you could at least see it and hear it. That, that was life. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> harsh, man. You deserve a medal or something. And no remote. That's awesome. That's the worst part. No remote. 
Anyway, thank uh, everybody for listening to this week's show. Um, I am old. Uh, turn, <laughs> turn 40 next year, by the way. Whoa. So please rate and review and follow us on all our social media, Twitter and Instagram at In the Marbles Pod, and you can find us on Facebook. You can also email the show at InTheMarblesPod at gmail.com. And you can also check out whatamaneuver.net, hit the search by store tab, and we're under In the Marbles. And we got three shirts available. Gosh. Go check them out. Uh, one was great for this past weekend. Yeah. Throwback, throwbacking, throwback weekend. Two great shirts right there, too. Absolutely. Two were great for this past weekend. So before we get out here, anything you want to add? I apologize for all the coughing and sniffling. Um, as always, RIP Jocko Flacco. <laughs> Peace, love, and all the above. Yeah, we'll see you next time in the marbles.